Welcome to a very sick edition of Wildly Tarot Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. (laughs) So we're not going to focus on the fact that both of us have been stricken down with colds simultaneously, which is wild. Very strange, especially because (laughs) mine, I'm pretty sure, happened Saturday evening, and I think yours happened around the same time. Saturday morning. Morning, Yeah, so like at the same time. It's weird. I think it's because, like, we're too far away for our menstrual cycles to sync up. So instead, we just got sick at the same time. We get plagues simultaneously. Exactly. (laughs) I woke up today, though, feeling a lot better. And the only reason that I woke up today this early was because I was like, Esther's sick, too, and I don't want to keep her awake late. So I need to be (laughs) ready to record first thing. But I feel so much better. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling like my body's feeling much better. Just my voice sounds shitty. Like, yeah, people are like, Esther, you have a sexy voice. And I'm like, this is not sexy. This is like <laughs> me at it's my like very Phoebe. worst. <laughs> Phoebe, when she loses her I know. voice, she has her sexy voice. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, everyone just leave me alone to die. <laughs> I will reincarnate next week sometime and I will sound I much better. <laughs> I know. I love the idea of you turning into like a wounded animal when you get sick and you're just like, let me curl up into a ball. Let me go into my cave. Please do not bug me. <laughs> I feel like it's part, partly due to the fact that I'm the eldest of six children and when I'm sick that's like the worst because I was the mom for everybody else but no one's the mom for me yeah so, like when I'm sick so it's just like just leave me alone to die I'm fine <laughs> so you it- can really turn that into some excellent martyrdom also yeah. like oh that's true woe is me this is what I do for you all so yeah <laughs> anyway what I wanted to talk about before we got started was the fact that I'm using crystal unicorn deck for like the first time in a freaking year yay <laughs> I've been reaching for friends, a lot recently I know well because the cardstock is like second to none and I mm-hmm. think that the more decks we've collected the more we realize that yes definitely like that there there are very few decks that have as excellent of cardstock and then also I picked it out because one of our friends was asking a question about a horse that she has in her life and I was thought it would be adorable to use Crystal Unicorn. And then I was like, fuck, I love this fucking deck. I Sorry, know. that was a lot of swears. That's okay. Really we, fast. I don't care. We're, this, is, this is already rated E for explicit. So I don't know what more <laughs> we can do to warn people. It's going to be explicit podcast. But yeah, because I pulled out Unicorn Terror like two weeks ago and I've been carrying it around because I just love it's very summery. And we're yeah, going that's spring totally and summer true. season. And the card stuck, of course, amazing. It was the first indie deck I bought and the second deck I bought overall. And oh my it's gosh. A, such a high standard for me i'm just like oh this deck is amazing so i know and i really feel like when i first got it i was like these cards are super stiff but now that i've been using it for so long it's like freaking butter like i've never really understood that metaphor because why would you want to be feeling something like butter but like it's so smooth and like rich and creamy that i think butter is like the only comparison okay ladies and gentlemen she is not from the south so she does not understand how butter (laughs) is life so, <laughs> so yes, butter touching, you know, the, all the you senses. You would touch butter, though. Yes. <laughs> Make biscuits. Like you have to touch Play-Doh. butter. Like, oh, put that's it, true. Like, you have, to, you have to touch butter to mix stuff. Yeah, it's, that's true. It's, it's that's just fair. anyway. Yes. Okay, so, I'll yes. give you with the biscuit making. Yeah, biscuits. But not like things, in Crisco, place yeah. of Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. They're like, here, child, take the stick of butter and go play. I mean, it's a great facial moisturizer. You just really break out badly the next day. But <laughs> I mean, your face is like butter for at least 12 hours. So <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, I think that we should go to the card of the day. <laughs> 
Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> you don't want to talk more about butter? <laughs> we got off track. <laughs> now we're talking about butter moisturizer. It just seems like part of the day. I mean, shea move. butter is a real thing. That's true, but that's way more pure and less processed <laughs> and dairy filled than regular butter. <clears throat> I did have a conversation. Like a conversation sounds like I'm really important. Nope, just Instagram. Thank you very much. With um, <laughs> Pamela Unicorn, or Pamela. I mean, her last name isn't Unicorn, but that's what her last name is on all the things. And she says she's doing another deck, and this one's been picked up by Llewellyn. So I'm really excited about what her next deck could be. And it's not Crystal Unicorn because I did ask if Crystal Unicorn was going to be mass market, and she said no. So, I'm scared. I don't want Llewellyn to – I mean, I'm excited for her, but yes. I think that, like, the strength is how great this deck feels, and I feel like Llewellyn's cardstock is just not that good. Yeah. So Like, they're good, sort of known of- for disappointing cardstock. <laughs> yeah. Very true. So I mean, Mermaid me Tarot is already like fraying at the edges for me. So yeah, exactly. And remember when we, I first got Line Strider, I was like, "You have got to be kidding yeah, me!" Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. So good we'll luck, see. Pamela. Yeah. So congratulations, <laughs> Pamela. But also, freaking Blue Ellen, step up your game with excellent cardstock. Yes, please. please. Yeah. Okay, so our card of the day is the Queen of Cups. Yeah, how beautiful she is! I love the That's Queen of Cups. Excellent. We've had kind of a rash of, of like. Queens. Well, I guess we got the Ten of Pentacles last time, but yeah, we had a little bit of a rash of like less positive. Yes, the Tower. Cards. Yeah, that was and then an episode. The set five of pen or five of Swords, and then seven of Swords. Yeah, like back to back. I know. That was rough. But we made it. We're now the queen of cups. We're emotionally yeah. filled. We're emotionally full. We're ready to go. Exactly. We're feeling, we're feeling ourselves this better. morning. We're yeah. feeling ourselves. I'm wearing a maxi skirt pulled up over my chest, which yes. always is a sign that I'm feeling myself because it's the comfiest thing to wear. I mean, we are just, we've arrived, Holly. Yes, we have officially arrived. arrived. <laughs> cool. So let's go to our first question. It's from Awakening Anew on Instagram. And she says, I was wondering what my life would look like if I have a baby within the next two years. We want to have another one so bad. However, I'm finally on medicines that are working for my mental and physical ailments. I'm new to tarot. Am I even asking the right questions? So, yes, I think that that is it. I think the first question is fantastic. Yeah, what I would think my it's life great. Look like yeah. If I had a kid in the next two years, I think that the addition of stuff about having a set of medicines that are really helping with your ailments makes it a little bit more complex. Yeah. Because that's definitely a decision you should be talking about with your doctor. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Especially if there are some medications you have to go off when you're pregnant and how that will like affect you and stuff like that. And I did ask her and she said she'd have to go off all of them. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I think we can talk about steps towards or like baby stuff generally, but definitely for the health stuff, talk to a doctor Yes, because I don't ever think that people, I mean, nobody should ever go off medicine, any medication, whether it's for physical or mental ailments without talking to their doctor first. Exactly. It's just yeah. such a big risk, yeah. even just from like the physical side effects of not mm-hmm. being on medication anymore. Exactly. So we're not qualified to talk about that, but we are qualified to talk about generally babies. Yeah, exactly. And what it would look like in the next two years. And so I think maybe, yeah, like maybe 
what would be a good place to start? This is the problem with doing this while we have colds. Cause I'm like, uh, there's a thought there that I'm reaching for <laughs> and it's like right there. I'm not quite getting there. Okay. So, um, let's say, yeah, I guess we could just do what would your life look like if you had a baby in the next two years? And then if that, depending on what we get for that, we could pull more cards for like, like steps towards it or something. Yeah. Yeah. So first we're just going to do like the energy if she, about the next two years. Yeah. Baby wise. Okay. All right. What did you get? Okay. I got the ace of pentacles and knight of swords. Oh, and I got the queen of swords and page of swords. Oh, like a whole court family of swords. Yeah. So that seems That's like there's a lot of like, like decision making and like rationalizing mm-hmm. your way through this rather than it just being something that kind of like, right. is more of an emotional reaction. A lot of it's planning. Yeah. Because the page is like exploring, like researching, like yeah. getting your know how this to me, the knight of swords is kind of warning. Don't rush into something yeah, yeah, because yeah. he does that really, really easily. Like he just makes a decision, rushes into it, especially with the ace of pentacles. I think it's just that new planting, that new opportunity. And you have to decide if this is a new opportunity you want to take or not. Yeah. And totally. not to make that a rash decision with that. Yeah. I think so too. And I think that the queen of swords is there to be like, yes, you're sure of this decision, but make sure that you're like taking rational steps along the way too. Yeah. Yeah, not just, yeah, not just rushing into it, especially, and there may be medications your doctor can give you that are alternatives that will still help, but not, Yeah, but even, even if not, even if the solution is to not be on anything anymore, having the supervision of like a rational outsider, like doctor person would make a lot of sense. And that could also be where the queen of swords is. Yeah. I think the queen of swords is definitely a little bit more detached. Yeah. The, yeah. Detached, detached, thoughtful, intelligent person. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. Awesome. Do you want to go deeper into that, or do you? Feel yeah, well, yeah, because it's kind of like just saying, "Don't rush into this research more." Sort of. Okay, so and good, to like consider maybe opportunity. a first step. Do you want to do like a first step, like a short-term step, and a mid-term step? Yeah, I, I like that short-term, mid-term. Okay. I'm going to keep you these cards t- out because I feel like that's pretty relevant. Yeah, same. Uh, do you want to do short-term? Sure. I'm really good with short-term because I'm like Dory. I don't remember anything. So. <laughs> Although this is, see, the reason that this deck cracks me up so much is that it's like so literal sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What deck are you using right now? I'm using Mermaid Tear because it's like every week. I don't know. I just reach for it. It's a good one to reach I just wish for. the card stock was fucking better. I know. Well, some people, we're going to talk about card modifications next week. Yeah. Which I'm stoked about, but I think that there are definitely ways that people can beef up the cardstock. Yeah. We can talk about next week, but it's also like so incredibly time consuming. Exactly. Yeah. You have to like know your shit and do it. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to have a a really bad deck. (laughs) Yeah. A huge disaster. (laughs) Okay. Just a second. I'm getting long term. No, you're doing short term. Oh, short term. I meant I was thinking (laughs) short term. My mouth said long term. So disconnect. Okay. Cold. It's my cold. That's what I'm. (laughs) Not the wine. It wasn't the wine. It's the cold. It wasn't the wine. It was definitely the cold. (laughs) Okay. Short term step is the emperor, which I feel like is super fitting. Getting your shit together, getting everything in line, being methodical, having your plan, you know, following your plan. Don't deviate from the plan. If you deviate from the plan, you're fucked. (laughs) 
Not to be dramatic. But. I mean, but he's the emperor, so he's a bit dramatic. So Yeah. So I, for mid-range plan, I got the Seven of Swords and the Four of Swords. So I think it's kind of like gathering, like, like once you've sort of <clears throat> created this position of power for yourself with the Emperor in the short term, then it's time to gather all the information because we got more swords, which is yeah. wild. Um, and then kind of spend some time thinking about it. Like once you have all of the information, mm-hmm. once you're coming from a position of understanding, then sit and think about it and kind of like rest. Don't like force yourself to make a decision right away. Just kind of like sit tight and think about it and then you can make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what? Six swords between you and me? Yeah. Cause five? I have four. You have four. I have five. So yeah. Five swords and the emperor. Yeah. That's Cause then that last one's my, the pinnacle. So that's just like the new opportunity you have, you're being presented. Yeah, so. Totally. A lot of not thinking with your heart, but thinking with your brain. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Whoa. That's a lot for like a first reading of our podcast. I know, but good luck. <laughs> I know. Awaken good luck. anew. Like, yeah. I think, I really just think that this is like one of those situations where knowledge is power. Like, even though definitely. that's such a cliche, like, it is so, 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 so true. And consulting um, the physician, especially being her, them being the Queen of Swords position. Like, yeah, I'm pretty totally. sure. Don't rush in anything. Let them be your guide sort of person. Right. And I think that like with enough information and like decision making, it could still be something that you end up doing, but just like do not even start the process without having a totally clear view of what everything would look like. Exactly. Yeah. And just like other accountability, like everyone else know or not everyone else, but the, your family and your doctor knowing that that's kind of the plan is also really good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And go talk to your doc. Let her be your queen of swords. It can be, the queen of swords, like, isn't that nurturing of a queen, but in reality, she sort of is, because she's kind of I love queen of swords personalities. Yeah, totally. Like, get a grip. What are you doing? Rational thinker. Yeah. No, I'm going to lead you down the right path. I know what I'm doing. spend more time thinking (laughs) about this. Trust me, yeah. (laughs) Our second question is from Tara They Be on Instagram who just screenshotted and sent out a UK iTunes review to us and is like a literal angel. We love you so much. I didn't realize that we could only see the reviews from our own country. That yes. was like such a revelation. Yes. On cult podcast, they like, they were doing competition and so many people outside the country, like Australia had like reviewed them, but they weren't seeing them at all. Yeah. So it's so, so wild to me. Yeah. Tarot baby sent us screenshots of all of our British reviews. And I was like, Oh, oh my God, my Dawn. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's so precious. Thank you. I know. It's the sweetest. So if you think that you live in a country where not a lot of our listeners live or that you know that we don't live in and you want to send them to us, I will not be mad. No, we won't be mad at all. Our imposter syndrome will hate you, but (laughs) we won't be mad. (laughs) Um, But anyway, they ask, I'm about to graduate with my bachelor's degree and I am flip flopping on what I'm going to do. My two options are to move back in with my parents and start a business selling my jewelry, which is what my bachelor's degree is in and what I want to do in the long run. Or I could do a master's in either the same format as my bachelor's or one where I'd be studying humanities. I'm not sure if I'm wanting to do a master's to put off the inevitable or what. It sounds like she's a bit hesitant to move back with her family. Yeah. Or to start her own business. I'm not sure which Yeah, which both of those things can be scary. Possibly both of them simultaneously is, you know, what her fear is. Do you want to talk I, about that fear? I think especially our generation, like, there's always a stigma of moving back with your family, like you're freeloading or stuff like that. So don't, like, 
feed that mean monster in your head like that you're yeah, not worth that's it. That's first and foremost. If you know that this is something that you'd want to be doing in the long run anyway because it's what you got your degree in, then getting over sort of like the social stigma of graduating and moving back in with your parents is yeah. probably a good step. But first of all, <laughs> congratulations. Oh, yes. Yay. <laughs> I was like, what are you congratulating? Uh, yeah. You graduated. <laughs> you, finished. you did it. It's you awesome. Finished. So I feel like it's part of it's like, is it that they should um, get practical experience by opening kind of their own business in what their degree is in or continue studying in the long run? Yeah. So. And then we can talk about like how to deal with the anxiety about moving home after. Yeah. Because yeah. I do feel like that's kind of the crux of this question is like, do I want to be the person who moves back in with their parents? Even though the result of that would be kind of like all of my goals being Yeah, I know. I was like, well, <laughs> other than the fact that my parents are like super conservative Christian, I would move back in with my family because... You'd move it, back in with my parents. Yeah, that's true. I'll just move in with Holly's fam. You know, I'm basically a sister now. So. Yeah, exactly. We've been doing this podcast for like a year, so. I know. And I'm also the one that Holly says, don't tell Katie that I want to cut my bangs. And I'm like, I'll tell Katie if you yeah, cut your bangs. seriously. Somebody has to hold Holly. me accountable for my freaking bang cutting desires. <laughs> don't do I it, Holly. I can't control myself. I'll allow the overalls, but no bangs. <laughs> hey, the overalls are cute. And also they're all over Instagram. So I was totally on that trend. Sure, Holly. Sure. <laughs> just keep telling yourself that. You just want or you just want like an Oreos pocket or a Cheerios pocket. No, it's not even a Cheerios pocket. What I've been doing with my pockets and my overalls are putting in treats for the dog. <laughs> putting in tarot decks. Yeah, so, many, each so much room for tarot decks. And those overalls I could probably fit one, two, three, four, six tarot decks, just without even doubling up on any pockets. You looked really cute in the moon minute when you did the moon minute for our patrons. Oh, thank you. <laughs> My backyard moon minute. Okay, yeah. so do, you, do we want to do? I guess we should answer this question. No, we always do this. We always like chit chat on the side as we're shuffling the deck. Um, do we want to do like sort of like the career like spread that we've done? We're like two paths basically. And what yeah, pop I think that's okay. a good idea. So maybe where you are now, and then we could do two or three cards for moving home, two or three cards for going back to a graduate program, and then okay. something to consider. To consider, yeah. So I'll pull for um, where you are now and moving back in, and you can pull for uh, more school and something to consider. Consider, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just like all really positive cards. Oh, for moving back home? Well, yeah. Let's see what pops out for going back to school. Yeah. Okay, I shall go first because I feel like this is very – pertinent information we need right now okay so you don't even want to talk about where no you we don't now. i don't want to talk okay. about your where, where you're at and you talk about <laughs> <Okay>. me <laughs> so if she decides to go back to school it's the ten of swords and the fool so that's a no <laughs> that's not even when the when the fool comes out and the it's fool like is walking away from the ten of swords the fool is facing away from the <laughs> yeah. ten of swords it's like nope i'm out of here bitch nope nope yeah, nope. exactly it's, that octopus in the, in the, in that gif like is going away nope 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 it's yeah, I, know. I love that octopus gift. I know. And um, what to consider is the Ten of Wands. So, yeah, how exhausted are <laughs> you already and can you handle that? So basically more of that? the the M, the not MDiv. Why did I go to the master's <laughs> program? <laughs> the master's not, program is not, not a good idea right now. 
Yeah, totally. And that goes along really well with the where you are now, because I got the seven of wands, which is about defensiveness. And, you know, the other thing about the seven of wands is that there's like, you know, not actually any risk. The person is just like feeling really defensive, but they're on mm. the high ground. Yeah. Um, and so if you're like, if you're currently feeling kind of defensive, that would make a lot of sense. Like, yeah. like, you know, no, it's not that I'm, you know, doing X, Y, or Z. Like I have this larger plan, but the cards for moving back home that I got are ace of cups, king of pentacles and page of wands. And so that's like really positive because the ace of cups is kind of this opportunity. You're in a safe place for you to like spread your wings and establish yourself, especially with the king of pentacles showing up. And then the page of wands just kind of being that, like it gives you space to explore a little bit more if you're at home. Definitely, especially since Page of Wands is like with where your passions lie, where your arts artistic side lies. Yeah, you're able to explore that in that safe space of the King of Pentacles and Ace I of think Cups, especially paired with the Ace of Cups. The Ace of Cups and the Page of Wands to me, especially together, feel so like creative. Yeah, definitely. Like it's an it's a, like an outpouring of your abilities almost. Yeah. Um, and since you already know that that's like a place of stability, like the like the starting your own jewelry play company is like a place of stability. I think that it's more about just feeling less defensive about that decision and just going for it. Yeah. Especially in contrast with my reading, which is the full running away from the 10 of swords. So <laughs> I can't swords. tell you how much more clear I can get from for you. <laughs> Wait, what was the something to consider again? The 10 of wands. I mean, oh, so right, it's right, like right, right, right. all doom and gloom on my <laughs> you side. You know, I forgot because the 10 of swords was already there and my brain just stopped working. <laughs> And I'm like, no, if you get the 10 of swords and the 10 of wands, it's like, yikes, you need to lay down. (laughs) Like, just go to a dark room. This is kind of like you being sick. You're like, I need to be left alone. Just go alone. (laughs) Run away. Go into your, like, cave and just just dwell with yourself. Yeah, exactly. And just die. It's just better for you that way. Okay. It's time for Patreon shout outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woohoo. Uh, this week we had a moon minute. We did outtakes from this episode. Yeah. Um, I posted the two of swords yesterday. Oh yes. We did our little mini episode. And I have our Gemini reading coming out today because of I've been sick. I don't want to read tarot while I'm sick because I don't want my like ickiness to kind of influence our seasonal reading. <laughs> so, oh, no. so anyway, I so I did will. the reading last night and I've just got to type it up and post it tomorrow. So awesome. Yay. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on on Patreon. We have two new supporters this week. I'll pull a card for Jesse. Um, Jesse, you got the Hierophant. Ooh. One, two, three, four, five. Nope. And what is Dungi eating? Dungi Momoko. Why are you eating orange? Momoko so. Sorry, Dungi's eating an orange at I the bottom of my feet. I love when you speak Korean on the podcast. <laughs> Ew. Okay. And for Wendy, the high priestess like <laughs> plopped out of the deck. So while I was nice. trying to get my dog, you like getting the orange out of his mouth, the high priestess popped out of the deck for Wendy. So yeah, Yay. I love it. And I had an aunt ask me what Patreon actually was. It's a website where people can support us with money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in exchange for like additional content and also just to show love yeah but it's just a website patreon.com slash wildly tarot podcast and there's a ton more information there but it's basically a way to help us offset some of the costs of like hosting fees and mostly just that to be honest because the decks 
buying the decks for the Patreon supporters took most of the Patreon money. So yeah. we're not even saving up for new <laughs> yep. equipment yet. Nothing yet. We've got nothing. It's so. like just the hosting fees and those decks for some of our Patreon yeah, I know. supporters. But we're but we I enjoy like interacting with our patrons because like doing readings for them personally at certain levels and yeah, also creating true. bonus content I think is fun. So at a yeah. certain level you get a reading that we we wrote a spread for the Patreon listeners and we've been doing readings for those. We're almost caught up. I think we have like five left. Actually yeah. probably seven left now. But um it's really, really fun to do readings for each of our Patreon supporters yeah. because it helps us get insight into kind of who they are and we've gotten such amazing feedback from yeah. it and it's really fun to do that. And also we just announced on Patreon, but did we talk about it on the podcast? No, we haven't talked about it yet. Oh, okay, great. Well, the new Patreon reward is that monthly we're going to be drawing from our Patreon supporters sort of raffle style. Um, a one-on-one reading with one of us, either via like Skype or Google Hangout, or if our time zones don't work up, or if it makes you uncomfortable to have to see one of us in person, yeah. <laughs> we can also do um, like a PDF or just a video recording. Yeah, yeah. So I love that new perk because it gives us a chance for us to like give back even more to our patron sponsors. And yeah. I just love that because I love And also it's kind of like doing a meetup, but without you having to not be in Korea. Exactly. Okay. So are we ready for our deck of the week? Yes. This week we're talking about the Japaritze Tarot. It's more of an art deck than we usually review, which I say mostly because the majority of this background information comes from a gallery's website and it's basically impossible to find now. And currently, this deck is on Amazon for like hundreds of dollars because it's out of print now. So yeah, like three hundred and fifty dollars from a third party seller. Which that is, is ridiculous. I mean, I have this deck. If someone wants this deck, you can pay me three hundred dollars. I will send you this deck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, and this is from I the gallery. So much. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're like you can. I'll give it to you for three hundred. You don't even have to pay three fifty. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw in shipping. Send me. I know. I'll throw in I'll shipping. I've deck. trimmed the deck for you. It looks much better now. Trimmed. Ooh, You're welcome. Trimmed. We'll More talk about that in a second. Well, I've already written notes about that. This is from the Gallery of Surrealism. Japaritza Tarot is a reimagining of the tarot universe through the visionary lens of Franco-Georgian artist Nino Japaritze. It is a series of 78 original paintings in oil, acrylic, gauche, gauche, gauche? Psh, I, I don't know, ink, and collage created over a period of two years. Steve Lucas, owner of New York's <laughs> Gallery of Surrealism, which represents Japaritze, proposed to the artist in 2011 that she create 22 works inspired by the major arcana of traditional tarot. As the works neared completion, they came to the attention of legendary tarot authority and collector Stuart Kaplan. Kaplan, author of the four-volume Encyclopedia of Tarot, and wasn't he also the uh, dude who did? Yeah, oh, what's her name? The Pamela Coleman. The Pamela Smith Coleman Smith. Book thing. That we okay, reviewed. just yeah, making totally. sure that's the same dude. He's this like CEO and founder of US Games. Yeah, and a huge PCS. Yeah, so fan. please listen and send us some free decks, Mr. Kaplan. He was apparently <laughs> fascinated by the images and determined to publish them under his imprint. He challenged the art- artist to create an additional fifty-six paintings constituting a complete tarot deck. The artist was intrigued and created the remainder of the deck over the following year. A few more things. The suits are changed, which I think was really, like, a really interesting way to, like, do this deck. Yeah, Wands same. are fire. 
Swords are winds, water, tides, pentacles, gardens. Also, pages have been renamed to jesters, and the knights have been renamed to strangers. The emperor is called war. The hangman is called the drowned. The lovers, they also changed to love. Oh, you're right. And the right. wheel of fortune was also changed to fortune. So I, just a, f- a few additional changes that I noticed today. Yeah, totally. So this deck was a mass market deck, and it only went out of print in the past year. There are rumblings that it will be brought back into print, though Holly couldn't find anything definite online. Fate struck, however, because as of this morning, I was scrolling through Instagram and Colorful Lynn, who is a writer and editor at UGSA Games, confirmed there will be a reprinting of this deck later this year that includes an expansion of the original book. Personally, I'm also hoping this will be a borderless version, as we'll yes, discuss later. Yes, 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 Maybe it will be. That would be rad. Listen to our podcast, people. Listen. We understand cardstock. We understand borders. Yeah. If you want really, really strong opinions from really dumb people, then we got <laughs> Listen, you. We got this. <laughs> we understand this. So, yes. Uh, we're not dumb. Who am I kidding? We just have strong opinions. Very strong and correct opinions, in my opinion. <laughs> it's not our fault that we're so damn right. I know. People <laughs> agree with us about this stuff. We make decks go to number one on Amazon. We're influencers, Holly. <laughs> no, we're not. That has nothing to do with us. Although the more of the people message us and say, no, you totally did influence me to buy this. I want to be like, okay, who do I tell that so that people start sending us stuff? Like, how do we monetize we have, that? We have like so many listeners each week that message us saying, oh, I just totally bought this deck because of us, Holly. So I know. Just let the whine of this my ability speak to us and our <laughs> imposter syndrome saying, we're amazing. We like, are amazing. There's no doubt about that. It's just whether or not we actually are influencing people to buy decks. I mean, how many messages a week do we get? Ooh, how many messages do we get after Mermaid Tarot? Like, how many legit messages? I know the Mermaid Tarot thing was hilarious because it was like 20 people, Holly. <laughs> yeah. At least 20 people. And also, it's not about the number of people that you're connecting with, it's about the value that you hold in their hearts or whatever. And we like... have lots of value. <laughs> that doesn't anyway. actually mean anything about money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people like. <laughs> this is like our own our own dark sides is just like worrying about this sort of thing anyway. all right so do we want to talk about the general impressions of this deck no we don't we want to talk about more about me <laughs> let's talk about esther's needs um okay yes we can do that deck. too but also i don't have this deck so i watched several walkthroughs and i feel confident about it but i can't really talk about the general vibes because i've never used it before this deck is one, it's probably the most beautiful deck that I've ever seen. Like in person, it is stunning. I mean, I yeah. did drunk buy this deck, I will admit, overall, because <laughs> it was necessary. But as far as like artistically speaking, it's cohesive, but also very different. Like the feeling is very much um, a deck that you need to use your intuition with a lot more. And it's kind of like, um, I'll go into this a little bit more later, but like, it's very intuitive deck. There's lots of feelings and emotions into the paintings and because it's surrealism. It's not, it's very like emotionally evocative. Yeah. evocative. And I think that the interesting thing about it is that to me anyway, is that like there are other decks that have used art in place of the cards. Right. Right. Like impressionist tarot and stuff. Like yeah. That. Which yeah. is so cool. And actually the impressionist tarot, you should definitely Google Give it a goog um, because the backs look like what the back of a frame and like canvas stapled into it look like. It's really neat. But I still think that that is more difficult to read for because you can recognize some of the paintings, but not all of them, at least for me as a non-art historian. Like I can kind of see where they're coming from and I get a little bit distracted about like 
you know, what is this painting actually or whatever. And right. this is like so very clearly art, like yes. big surreal paintings. But you can still get such the vibe of each of the cards yeah. through it, which is really cool. Yeah, I think it's different because most of these other like decks that are based on paintings are from paintings that have originally existed and forced into the tarot paradigm. Yeah. But here we have paintings that were created specifically for tarot. They were created yeah. specifically for this purpose and not like forced into a square peg or round hole, whatever. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, th- I think that's a different reason because you can tell like there are some of the cards that are very like, where, where is this kind of going? Like, I don't understand like the imagery immediately. But yeah. then once you kind of like consider and ponder the cards, you kind of like, oh, that's where oh, it's coming there from. It is. Yeah, exactly. Like the Hierophant is like a bat going up a ladder. And at I first also really like like the bats yeah yeah i, I love, love the bats. bats yeah i do too so it's but it's just kind of like well what does a hierophant have to do with a bat going up a ladder to the sky but then as you kind of consider more you're like oh okay i get where they're coming from like to me i think of it as jacob's ladder and jacob um in the bible when he dreamed he dreamed that there was a ladder going up with angels walking up and down the ladder to god and basically connecting to the higher being yeah so anyway so i really think that's really interesting and there are some that are like a little bit gruesome and weird so i get why some people be really turned off from it but i think that generally it just seems really awesome tell me about the cardstock okay the cardstock is not typical like llewellyn thin cardstock i would say it's like usa games it's a bit thick it's more thick than normal i would say games is like okay with yeah it's not it's not bad um i will say that the borders i did cut this down probably a month after i got it how big were the borders? The big, the borders were pretty big. I have a picture on my Instagram. I'll probably repost it after this episode because I have a before and after. And the the borders weren't bad, but it just makes the photograph, not the photograph. It makes the art yeah. deepen so much without the borders. So I'm, I'm like colorful in if you're listening to this and if you have any influence over this deck in the next <laughs> yeah. printing, please make it borderless because this art is just amazing and it doesn't need to have the borders around it to make it worthwhile or even just thin the borders out because i'm sure that there's like printer reasons why it's better to have them although it seems like in this day and age that would be less of an issue i kept Um, the like at the bottom i kept the names of it so it's not like super distracting i would think of something like um the deviant moon tarot where the the borders are really like there's no it's borderless completely but the bottom it just has that little moniker of what the card is unicorn tarot is too oh yeah 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 where it's just at the bottom. I, I, I just like hope that. they go towards that. Because the, the art is so beautiful. I need it fully in my face. <laughs> I need it fully, like, right is there. A, I saw some reviews mentioning that the cards were the cards themselves were really big. So borderless yeah. would probably be fine because yeah. they're still pretty decent size. Yeah, and I trimmed my down, and actually the backs are perfect. Like, look, I trimmed it down, and it's, oh, like, yeah. not even invasive. great. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it looks oh great. So I'm not I mad about myself. I can't wait to myself. talk about deck modifications next week. I know. <laughs> I, I I have to keep myself from cutting off the things. So yeah, I I do too. <laughs> All right. So what types of readings have you used this for? This is like a exercise in intuition. That's how I see this deck because you. That I've not used it for anybody else because it is so intuitive. I'm afraid to, oh. and it's be, because it it really stretches your intuition a lot. 
because especially when you have like the additional like jesters and strangers, it's like, yeah. ooh, how do I read strangers? Or ooh, how do I read jesters? Yeah. And it's not necessarily like the the cards themselves, not really, but it's just the fear of what happens if I use this and I freeze. And so for me, it's just you get, of course, like you have to kind of jump. But yeah. at the same time, it's you don't want to put yourself in a situation with a client and you're like, uh, I'm kind of fucked here because these cards don't make any sense because like now I'm like warping into myself. Do we want to talk about the switching of the knights to the strangers? Because I kind of dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't mind it. Like the and that the jesters to me, jesters is more playful, even though to me, most of the jesters are pretty like... much all clowns. I know. So that kind of is Which creepy I... to me. A little yeah. bit creepy. I think that cl- I don't think that clowns are creepy necessarily, except for you know, like what's his name, that it. Chicago serial killer. Oh, mm, don't Gein. know his name. Gein. Gein. Thank you. I was like, he hid lots of bodies under his house. No, <laughs> yeah, no, all the exactly. things. Anyway, that's how people sign up for this tarot podcast, right? Just us misremembering true crime stuff. Um, but anyway, so I don't think that clowns are that creepy, but I do think that jesters are a little bit. Jesters are not as like lighthearted and fresh to me mm-hmm. as pages are like pages are a little bit more like exploratory almost and jesters are like seasoned comedians basically yeah. Yeah. like and then but I do like strangers a lot because I like the idea of that action taking you into a place that you're not totally comfortable with and for all of the nights I think that that's cool perfect that's like yeah, a cool yeah, yeah. way to think about it I'm not like I said I'm not crazy about the jesters but I like that the the name changes don't like it doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, totally. The other interesting change I was going to read because a lot of people comment on this, like with blogs and other reviews, is that the emperor was changed to war. Yeah, and yes, 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 yes. And I think that the the like label of war is more um, harsh for like when we hear it, we think ha- very harsh, but the meaning is different. So I'm going to read huh. the meaning from the book to kind of like prepare you for what the, it is yeah totally let's hear it and it's actually a really good book it has like all the pictures like an art gallery would um customarily titled the emperor this card embodies the archetypal father possessing a worldly masculine energy of a less creative but more disciplined nature than that of the magician his power is often seen as the stability stability i can't talk because of my cold stabilizing <laughs> stability can you say it for me Stabilizing? Thank you. Energy that counterbalances the feminine energy of the empress and represents authority, social order, and control. There are both positive and negative aspects to authority and control. The artist has chosen to portray a less harmonic facet of patriarchal power, the darker side of social order where an emperor send off other men to war. Oh, yeah. So that that was really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. But in the card itself is like very sort of um, like gray- scale everything else is in color and that card's like the only one that's grayscale yeah i actually made note of that too because there's two cards that seem really tonally dissimilar to the rest of it and to me it was the chariot and war because war is like mostly black and white and like very simplified instead of being as vibrant and then the chariot is also kind of similar to that which is interesting because both have sort of like militaristic connotations in some in some interpretations oh, call. I, haven't, I didn't notice the chariot but let me I'm gonna find it really quick because now I need to know I have it saved on my phone if you want me to show it to you here oh yeah oh yeah 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 okay it's neat it reminds me a little bit of Miro mm-hmm. now I'm talking yeah. like I fucking know like something you know about art history <laughs> my parents have two prints of Miro's at their 
house. So that's oh, the only okay, reason yeah. I know. Anyway, all right. So what are your favorite cards? I, I have six favorite them. cards. I do want to mention that one of my favorite cards was the first card that she sent to the artist, the, to oh, Steve yeah? Kaplan, because they mentioned the book. And it was the star was her first card that she made I for this deck. I love that The star card. is amazing. The it's one of my favorite stars, I, I watched, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to buy this deck. Yeah. And then I found out it was $350. Well, I mean, if you want to pay me 350 bucks, I'll, you I'm know. I'm not going to pay 350 bucks. <laughs> I might make you scan it and send it to send me. Send it to so you? That I can okay. Use so it you can for... have it as a background? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so the star, and then the moon, I thought was a really interesting. That was her second card. So, because the moon was like an eyeball. Oh, yeah. That's like kind of coming off of Very a surreal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, anyway, that's, so but I, cool. that's not my favorite card. One of my favorites, but I just thought it was interesting that the star was the first card that she sent, and the moon was the second. So she didn't even start at the full. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> let's see where I'm going next. I think this is the most perfect six of cups, aka six of tides, in the whole entire world. Yes, I it's the children at the deck, too. at the deck, at the beach. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm losing it. It's, We're so it's close. Cold brain. It's not even the wine. Like I didn't even finish half the bottle of wine yet. It's the it's the cold brain. <laughs> you can say that all you want, but none of our listeners will believe you. They don't believe me. It's fine. <laughs> but yes, yeah, six of tides. I feel like is the most perfect like childhood, like having fun and embracing that. Cold. Yeah, I love that one, and it seems so like you can imagine yourself having that childhood memory of just like playing on yeah. the beach with a friend. Yeah, they didn't phone it in, and I'm very proud of them. Yeah, I love the ten of wands. Because it's the bats in the tree, and it's just like a very dark image, but it's also striking because there's the sunset there, and I just love that one. I love the bat. Actually, ten of wands. What? I think it's the sun rising, and that's why they're all back asleep. Sure, they did their job. They They did their job, and they're finished. Yeah. Okay. Ten of wands, not ten of wands. Yeah. Ten of wands. That would be the ten of swords. The ten of swords. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I love bats so much, though. Bats are the best. They are. I love bats. There was, I showed y'all the one that got into our building a couple months ago and it came back like the second day. It was kind of weird. I follow like three different um, Flying Fox Instagram accounts because I just want to hold one in my arms. Mm. (laughs) You know, I seem like such a non-goth just generally, but it turns out that like my love of bats is a little bit (laughs) gothish. I feel like it's just a love of cute animals. That don't harm things. Yeah. They yeah, help. They're so cute. Bats are awesome. They do. Just, just, they eat mosquitoes. I appreciate anything that eats mosquitoes, just like Seriously. spiders. Exactly. I don't want a spider to be in my house, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. Just let them free. Don't kill them, please. Exactly. I love the three of wind. Wait. Three, three of, of fire. fire. Thank you. I was like, that's Yes. The hot air balloon is just so striking. It's I love so pretty and it's so expansive feeling. Yes. And it's like, yeah, they're in the hot air balloon above everything already. They're already in their action. And yeah. then my two favorite queens, the Queen of Fire and the Queen of Gardens. The Queen I, of Gardens is gorgeous. So pretty. And that actually brings up a good point. There is some like racial diversity in yes. the deck, which is interesting for something that you know, a lot of people are like, well, I, I mean, it's less so now. I think a lot of decks now kind of like do a cursory attempt at being inclusive. But there's a lot of, because it's so abstract, a lot of the cards are so abstract and most of them don't even have like humans on them. It's pretty neat that they have some. Well, I think the Empress is like a blue mermaid-ish <laughs> yeah. thing. But there are lots of redheads too. I did notice that today. You know that I love it. And the Queen of Fire, I just love the lantern in her hand. Yeah, I love that too. I love it's that. Really so. 
Yeah, those are my favorites. Awesome. So I also loved the star. Like I said, when I saw the star, I was like, shit, I have to buy this deck. (laughs) Like, it is so pretty. Her long, long, long hair. It's just like like galactic. It is just like such a great image. Then also my other, I also have two aces that are favorites. I love the Ace of Tides. Which is this one, just because it's so... Oh, yes, yes, yes. The colors are just excellent. It's, like, blue, and I would just have this in my house, like, for sure. Yeah. Um, And then I also love the Ace of Gardens, because that has flowers, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, similar shaped. It's still a triangle, but it's warmer, and it has kind of, like, almost like a flower inspired in the center, and then a bunch of butterflies, and it just is really, really adorable. And then I also really liked the Ten of Tides just for the sake of the art. It's just oh, yeah. Really, it's so really I almost picked that one because it's so pretty. It's so pretty. And then honorable mentions include uh, the Three of Winds, which is the Three of Swords. Swords, it yes. It has the heart as kind of like a dartboard. And so I think that that's really interesting because that kind of goes back to what we've been talking about for the last couple of episodes about the Three of Swords being like, honoring pain like they're in some ways this person is throwing swords at the heart like they're trying to get to the place of being able to honor pain almost I think that that's really neat and then also the sun card I love because of the bat oh yes 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 but yeah overall I mean there are oh wait and another one that I really loved was eight of gardens because it's somebody kind of looking like working over sort of like oh a yes 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 like cogs and stuff almost, yeah yeah which I really like the idea of the eight of pentacles not just being about like repetition but also refinement yes yes I and love... I think that having it be like sort of a chemist or I guess it's probably all chemical like an alchemy thing but either way I love that it's sort of like about refining stuff yes so. I love that too this, I think fan. this is, like, one of the best, like, art-based decks I've come across. Like, yeah. I'm not really, like, an artsy kind of person. I like art. I appreciate art. But this was the first one that was, like, um, I feel like I need this in my life. I totally can see that. I'm excited to see what they do with the reprint. Please, I think that I probably people. won't buy it unless it's borderless. To yeah. Yeah. Just please be borderless. Please, 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 please. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. So you're in charge of pulling cards to represent our relationships with the deck. Okay, let me this pull for Holly be first. The deck being like, Holly. buy me, Holly. Buy me. <laughs> okay, Holly is the King of Fire. And the King of Fire is like a bullfighter. Oh, fun. And he has, well, has like not fun. Bullfighting, I find very upsetting. But yeah. there's no bull. <laughs> yeah, there's no bull. He looks similar to a bullfighter, just the, the style he has in like a red cape. Yeah, I so. think he definitely is a matador, but I'm just... Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. But maybe it's just saying, it's like saying you're Taurus. Oh, yeah, there we go. Hey, well, Maybe that's fighter. why I fighting so much. <laughs> maybe that's why. Like, We're really you? nice. Why, how dare you? And I got the Ace of Winds. Oh, the... my God. Yeah. You got a big, giant bat. I know. I did get a bat. Next week, we are going to talk about the Druidcraft Tarot. Yes, which is another deck that I have modified. So, exactly ta And we touched on this deck in uh, Holistic Tarot Agency. Yes, right. In our yeah, like the podcast. one of the yeah one of the the last the later episodes, episodes before we yeah. switched to Wildly Tarot. So we wanted to retouch on it, retouch on it, <laughs> because first of all, it's a freaking great deck, and yeah. also deck modification is something that's been coming up a lot for me lately. So it seems like a, as good of a time as any to talk to people about deck mods because I think that it can be really intimidating. Yes. And it shouldn't be. It's so no. easy and yeah. transformative. Exactly. And it makes the deck your own, so you shouldn't be afraid exactly. of it. Exactly. 
Um, all right. So that's our show. Don't forget to email us your questions. Um, we need some right now. We're running low. Uh, so we'll take life questions or questions about tarot. You can email us at wildly at gmail.com or you can message us on wildly tarot podcast. Sorry. On what? Instagram. <laughs> you can message us at wildly tarot podcast on Instagram. Also tell your friends about us and rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you kind of get your pods. It helps us grow and it makes us really happy, just like the tarot with AB. Yeah. We are really happy when that happens. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, we post bonus content on Patreon, including Moon Minutes, our Gemini season community reading that will go up later today, bonus episodes, and content for you to enjoy each week. If you support us at the full level or higher, you can access all of it. We're at patreon.com slash Wildly Tarot Podcast. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. Yeah, we love you. We love you. And we won't be sick next week, we promise. I hope not.